Now, have you ever wondered who maintains our majestical churches? Well, I'm delighted to be joined this morning, also from our Limerick studio, by ecclesiastical decorator Randall Hutkinson. Good morning. Good morning, Shay. How are you? Grand, thank you. Grand. Have I got that? Have I got your title? That's correct? right. You do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So when yeah. you when you go yeah. and say, "What do you do for a living?" I'm an ecclesiastical decorator. I know. What an, is an ecclesiastical decorator? Well, an ecclesiastical decorator is a person who is involved in all the decoration work of a church, mainly the painting, the general painting in the church, the stencil work, go leaf work. Uh, the statues, stations of the cross, everything to do with the decoration side of it. And and, and restoration too? Yes, restoration too. Yeah, but we do a huge amount of restoration these days. In terms of um, the gold leaf, redoing yeah. gold leaf? Gold or? leaf work, stations of the cross, again, restoring them, paintings, uh, restoring statues, uh, restoring plaster work in churches, um, all that type of work. What we're doing now is restoring work that would have been done by my grandfather, my great-grandfather back in the past century and a half. Tell us a little bit about the history of the company. Well, the the business, my, my great-grandfather came from Manchester. He was born in 1826 and he, when he grew up, he took an apprenticeship with a company called John Hardman and Company, which were one of the main church decorators in, in England. And they did a huge amount of work for probably one of the most well-known architects of the 19th century, Augustus Welby Pugin. And he was an absolute genius uh, as an architect. He he burnt himself out and died by the age of 40, but he had uh, designed and built over 100 churches throughout the United Kingdom, Ireland, and even over in Australia. He had designed churches over there. And my great-grandfather had been working with Hardmans who were, who were the de- decorators for uh, Pugin. So he worked directly under Pugin and he honed his skills in the decorative side of the work from him. So he he continued with him and, until till, uh, Pugin had died. Then uh, James set up on his own in business over in England. Yeah, And he was increasingly getting commissions over in Ireland because after Catholic emancipation in Ireland, there was a huge amount of church building went on throughout the country. So, so that's even, about 18, 1830, around yeah, that? Yes, between 1830s and about 1920, there were over 3,000 churches built in Ireland oh. and 26 cathedrals. So you can imagine it was like a Celtic tiger era of, ch- of church work, you know, for, for anybody involved in that type of business. Yeah, so, I, can't, I can't get a gold leafer anywhere. Yes, <laughs> yes, a exactly. a plumber or a carpenter. I can't get anybody yeah. to, I can't get a stained glass window fella anywhere. That's right. And so he, he was increasingly working in Ireland and he saw the opportunities over here. So he moved to Ireland in 1862 and he set up business in Cork first. He, he, he had been working on a church down in Cork and he lived in Cork for the first 10 years of being in Ireland. And in 1872, he was working in Limerick. He met a lady in Limerick and decided to move to Limerick and get married. And so on the 11th of January, 1873, he married my great-grandmother and they moved into the house that we're currently living in, in Henry Street in Limerick. You're living in the same house? Yes, we're still in the same house um, five generations later. We're and s- and, and s- is it like the cobbler's shoes? Is it beautifully ornate? It is. It's very ornate. It's, it's, um, it's a modest enough Georgian style house, three storey over basement. But um, 
when he moved in there, he set about decorating it completely in a much grander oh. style. So he replaced all the fireplaces, which much ornate, much more ornate fireplaces, decorated ceilings, walls with panel work, stencil work everywhere, you know, and beautiful wallpapers and that too. And wow. lovely furnishing as well, of course. There, there, there was a point where churches became simpler affairs. There was, yeah. Well, it, it, it was a trend that was creeping in from about after the Second World War. And then from about 1962, there was a, a conference in Rome to address uh, relations between the modern world and the church. And at that, they decided to make a lot of changes to churches. Now, if you look at churches throughout Europe, they're all still very decorative. But in Ireland, it was the way things were interpreted. And they they started taking out all the statues, taking out, making stations across simpler, um, you know, trying to make it more accessible, I suppose, to, to people, you know, that they wouldn't be going into a place that was overly decorative. And crucially for us, they started painting out all the beautiful decorative work that well, was done on the ceilings and walls. I have to say that is that is a sin and, uh, in the church sense. Uh, absolutely. And, and I, I was a painter and decorator in previous life. Oh, really? And doing some work for particular churches, and I won't mention the church, it was outside Dublin where the, the beautifully... Beautifully, white. the walls were whitewashed, but they had a stencil yes. on them, a beautiful stencil at the top and bottom, a fleur-de-lis style yeah. uh, stencil, like a flower, beautifully yes. done and had been done in the 30s and very nice. And some on the, on the timber work as well. And the parish priest painted it orange. Yeah. It's, orange. It's, it's, now, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about a nice orange. Really? I'm talking about orange. The entire yeah. church was orange. Terrible. No, it's disgraceful what was done over the years, you know. And in some churches, you'll still come across small amounts of stencil work in the sanctuary areas or higher up, high up in the eaves of the churches. And what we're doing now is going back and we're restoring buildings. We're restoring the churches as they were, you know, and putting back a lot of the stencil work. And, and how do you find the, the, the stencils? Or where, is it just from well, memory? Or? Well, no, we have a huge archive, you see. We... In, in Back in the olden days, when, when a job was being done, you had to submit a drawing, which was like an architectural drawing, uh, which would have been done by my great-grandfather, my grandfather, my father. And it, it detailed all the work that was being done. It showed all the stencil work, go-leaf work, everything that would be done in the church. And we still have a huge amount of those drawings. So we can use them to replicate what has been painted out. And are, are churches doing that? Are they, they restoring? A, a certain amount of them are. Uh, what the, it depends. You see, it's, it's a time-consuming job. It's a costly job. There's no doubt about it. But they'll do it, you know, usually in the sanctuaries of churches. They'll, they'll restore the stencil work that, that was there. They'll do a certain amount down the naves, in the aisles. But we've just recently completed, well, we're all, almost completed now, a uh, church in the centre of Limerick City, the old Jesuit church, where they've oh, gone... Yes. They've gone back to the original decoration that was done in 1878 by my great-grandfather, which is completely decorated. All the ceilings, the walls, every, every, every surface in the church is, is got stencil work and go-leaf work on it now. And it, it's, it's, it's getting great reviews, great reports back, you know. And, um, it's a piece of our history, I suppose. It is, coming absolutely. Coming back to life. Absolutely. And I, I often wondered, as I, I, I travelled through churches in, in, in this country, particularly, but also in England, what's underneath that emulsion? Oh, yeah. What no is doubt underneath about that emulsion? It. No doubt about it. I still come across 
um, churches where we clean off the paint and you see this beautiful artwork underneath and it's it's so hard to believe that it was painted out because it didn't happen anywhere else in Europe. It was no. only it was only in Ireland that they seemed to go to town in it for some reason. And who's going to be the keeper of these records in the future? Is there, um, is, is, well, it, is there anybody my, coming up behind you? Uh, yes, I, my two sons, uh, James and Gerard, they're they're trying out the business at the moment. They'd both been in college and, and did their respective courses, but they, they decided to have a go at the business. So they've joined me in recent times and um, they're trying it out and hopefully they'll continue on now as, as the fifth generation. I'm sure you never fight or disagree about anything. No, no. We're, we, well, we work in solitude, to be honest <laughs> with you, because you're in a church. It's not like being out on a, a building site or anything where you're roaring and shouting at each other. So <laughs> we, we get quiet, on great. Yeah. We're cotton yeah. And, and alcohol cleaning Absolutely. stained glass windows and incidentally what do you clean the stained glass window with? Yes well we, we use different formulas depends on, on the glass but as you say alcohol is a very good um, uh, solvent and, and uh, very, good, very good cleaner as well. Just some text but in Randall St. Joseph's Church is an amazing example of their work so so beautiful. Randall is, yeah. an, is amazing he restored a statue for me in St. Johnson's in Donegal Okay. Uh, where a keystone had fallen from a height and smashed the head of the Statue of Our Lady. The head was in a thousand pieces and Randall said he could do it and he did an amazing job from Desi in Ballinamore in oh, County yes, Leitrim. Yes. No, so, I believe anything can be restored. I, I really do. You know, I, I, even buildings themselves that are burnt out in, in a shell, everything can be restored if can, the will is there to do can it. Can people go into the Jesuit church? Oh they? yes, it's open all the time now it's, to the public. and, and Christ um, the King, sovereign priest in Limerick. That's right. Owned it's, by the Tridentine Order. Yes, now. that's right. And people can yeah. go in and see your work. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah, look, I, this is my subject. I could talk about all, this all day, but we're unfortunately very running good. out of time. So thank you very much for joining okay. us. You're very uh, welcome. Nice to meet thank you. you and happy New Year to and you, Randall. happy New Year to you too. Apple, uh, Randall Hodkinson, ecclesiastical decorator. That's all we've got time for. We'll be back again around this, around nine o'clock in the morning. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to the team and everybody working on the show today. I'm Shay Byrne. Talk to you tomorrow at nine o'clock.